Hello, thank you for listening to this sermon from our Revive service. We hope it helps you learn more about God and allow you to grow closer to Him and in your faith. Well, I'm going to be here at West Hill. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Rick Courtway, you see. And I'm going to be opening our service this morning. This morning's going to be different. Uh, the focus for this morning is going to be on prayer and praise. And I know we each have different ideas, on that, especially on praise. But let me begin. I'd like to read by read Psalm 100. So if you have a turn, I believe it's going to be up on the screen. Uh, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Like I said, each of us, I think, has a different idea about praise. I want to share something different about praise. Last week, we had trunk and treat. About 6.30 that evening, a few of us became aware of a need. There was a woman there with kids. I think it was three kids. She was unfamiliar with the area. And she was looking for a place to buy gas. She was looking for a gas station, didn't know where they were. And talking with her, we learned she had some other needs. When she left, she had hot dogs for herself and her kids. She had treats. She had candy. And even a little bit of money for gas. But the most important thing was She thanked God for West Hill, for being there to help meet her needs, give her some hope. But then more importantly, she had praise for God. And she praised God for West Hill, for you folks. That blessed my heart tremendously to see the blessing you folks could have on somebody you didn't even know. That's a different kind of praise that all too often I think we forget about. Let me close my time with a word of prayer. Father, we come before you this morning and my prayer is that we would truly honor you with our praise for who you are, the great I am. Father, we just give you thanks for who you are and the way you've worked in our lives, each one of us. I give you thanks now, and I ask you to bless our time this morning, for it's in their son's name I pray. Amen. Praise the Lord, O my soul. Let all with his in me bless his holy name. We thank you, Lord, for this time that we're, we're coming here and that we have an opportunity to praise and speak with you. 
My name's Dick Steiner. I'm one of the deacons here at West Hill Baptist Church. And that's the first thing we're going to do today, is take some time to pray, pray and praise the Lord. In Matthew, it's said that Jesus says that whenever two or three are gathered in my name, I am in the midst of you. And that's what we're going to do first, is to gather with two or three other people in the congregation, maybe make it eight or ten, and take some time to praise the Lord. Maybe just a, a phrase, a sentence of praise for something that you're thankful for. Because we want to thank God for what he has done, what he is doing, and what he will do. So let's take some time and do that. Please move around as you feel free and uh, we'll spend some time in prayer. It's been so good to hear the sound of prayer and praise in the congregation this morning. And if you're still praying, take a few minutes and continue. We don't want to rush this. Our God is so good, so wonderful. We praise God from whom all blessings flow. We praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him, ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And Father, I, or rather I want to talk with you for a moment. Uh, the word that's used in Matthew for in the midst of us, when he said that I'll be in the midst of you is the uh, Greek word en. I think I'm pronouncing it right. And it has a lot of different ways that it's translated in the scriptures. It's translated as just in, like it sort of sounds. And uh, it can be translated as among, like we're thinking of Jesus being among us. But I want to just take a moment and think about him being in us, just taking this, the simplest translation there, that when we gather in prayer, Christ is in us, he, not only with us, but he is in us. And that same word is the one that's used when Matthew speaks of Jesus, the little babe, being in the womb of Mary, that he is in her womb. And we have so many things to be thankful for and to, to praise God for and as a nation where we can go and vote. Uh, in fact, we'll be doing that in just a couple days where we can express our Christian beliefs and express the value of human life, as well as other things that are on the ballot. So I thank you for this time, and we enjoyed this time of praise. Good morning. I will be reading Psalm 145. I exalt you, my God, the King, and bless your name forever and ever. I will bless you every day. I will praise your name forever and ever. The Lord is great and is highly praised. His greatness is unsearchable. One generation will declare your works to the next and will proclaim your mighty acts. I will speak of your splendor and glorious majesty and your wondrous works. They will proclaim the power of your awe-inspiring acts and I will declare your greatness. They will give a testimony of your great goodness and will joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and great in faithful love. The Lord is good to everyone. His compassion rests on all he has made. All you have made will thank you, Lord. The faithful will bless you. They will speak of the glory of your kingdom and will declare your might 
informing all people of your mighty acts and of the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Your rule is for all generations. The Lord is faithful in all his words and gracious in all his actions. The Lord helps all who fall. He raises up all who are oppressed. All eyes look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all his acts. The Lord is near all who call out to him, all who call out to him with integrity. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry for help and saves them. The Lord guards all those who love him, but he destroys all the wicked. My mouth will declare the Lord's praise. Let every living thing bless his holy name forever and ever. Morning, my name is Pastor David. I'm the associate pastor here at West Hill Baptist Church. Uh, the next thing we want to focus on is the persecuted church and praying for those around the world and locally as well as, as those Christians who are persecuted for preaching the faith, for believing, and for knowing Christ as their Savior. And the way we want to do this this morning is to be in our family units for this. So within your family, if you would join together as a family and pray for the persecuted church, um, if there is someone around you that is by themselves, that's okay. If you would just take them into your family for this time, that would that would be wonderful. If you're someone by yourself, feel free to just hop into a family for this. And I just want to encourage you as we as we pray for them. Oftentimes we think of, oh, let's pray to end their persecution, which is not a bad thing, obviously. But there's many uh, Christians around the world who would say, no, pray for more faith for me as I'm being persecuted. Pray for opportunities to share my faith with others as I'm being persecuted. Because they know through their persecution they are going to grow in their faith in Christ. Um, some other things that you could think about and pray for is pray that they will feel the comfort and encouragement of the Lord. Pray that their persecutors will come to know Christ. That's a huge one. Pray that in the midst of persecution, the church will be strengthened and continue to grow. And pray that these believers will have access to God's word. Because we know a lot of times that's not possible where they're at. So again, if you would take a moment. And I will end this time in prayer. So go ahead and, and gather around with your families and pray for the persecuted church. I hate to interrupt some people. I'm going to go ahead and close this time in prayer. Lord, we come to you and give you, thank you thanks for who you are. Lord, we know that ultimately you are in control. Um, we know that you allow things to happen and that because of... Believing in you, there is suffering uh, due to that. And so we want to continue to ask for your comfort and your peace for those around the world who are being persecuted because of believing in you. Lord, that's, it's a hard thing, but we always hear of amazing stories because of persecution, because of loving you, because of standing up for you. And so we just ask that your word would continue to spread because of that. And Lord, we do ask for um, those who are in areas that have trouble getting to your word, Lord, that they would have access to that one way or another. Lord, give them peace, give them comfort, and Lord, give us wisdom on how we can support those around us and those around the world. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to be reading one of the uh, Alleluia Psalms, Psalm 148, so if you'd read along with me. Alleluia. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, highest heavens, and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of Yahweh, for he commanded and they were created. He set them in their position forever and ever. 
He gave an order that will never pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, all sea monsters and ocean depths, lightning and hail, snow and cloud, powerful wind that executes his command, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, creatures that crawl and flying birds, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all judges of the earth, young men as well as young women, old and young together, let them praise the name of Yahweh for his name alone is exalted. His majesty covers the heaven and the earth. He has raised up a horn for his people, resulting in praise to all his godly ones, to the Israelites, the people close to him. Hallelujah. Good morning. My name's Mark Gibson, and I'm one of the deacons here also. Um, the portion of the service that I've been asked to focus in on and help the congregation be focused on is the idea of repentance and also not only repentance but a humble heart and forgiveness to that end let's read first john chapter 1 verses 5 through 9. this is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you that god is light and in him is no darkness at all if we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness we lie and do not practice the truth but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So reading this passage, I hope it reminds all of us that as we look at ourselves and we examine our lives we need to examine ourselves in the light of scripture and what jesus christ has done for us and it, at the same token as i mentioned at the start there needs to be a humble heart we need to have a contrite spirit as we come to the throne of grace and it also embodied in that is if you do if if you want God to forgive you, you need to forgive others in your life. And so make sure you combine all that together as you go to prayer. So at this time, we're going to pray individually. And I'm going to give you a couple minutes to do that. And then at, after a couple minutes, I'll close this in prayer.
Heavenly Father, we do come to you as individuals here, Lord, and just reminded of how glorious you are, how perfect you are. Lord, we're reminded of how gracious you are. And Lord, with humble hearts, we ask you to forgive us. morning my name is Aaron Varner if you don't know me I have the great privilege of being the senior pastor here I hope that this morning you have engaged um, one of the convictions of my heart is that we never become entertainment on a Sunday morning when you come we come to worship we come to participate all of us and that may look different from Sunday to Sunday but um, wasn't it awesome to hear the voices of people praying this morning? Wasn't it great to be a part of the, the reading of God's word, not just a verse or two, but multiple verses? Um, I'm going to read to you multiple verses here in just a moment as we think about this opportunity to celebrate and communion together. If you, uh, if you weren't able to grab a, a chalice, I love saying that word, it takes me back to the Middle Ages, but the chalice, uh, Peyton has some extra ones. If you just raise your hand and she'll be glad to come around uh, and, and to uh, make sure that you grab one. So just raise your hand. If you need one, please don't feel ashamed. And as she's doing that, before we um, participate in taking, eating the bread and drinking the cup, let me read to you a passage from Luke 15. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to him. And the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them a parable. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after that one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays on his shoulders, rejoicing, when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. So I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and her neighbors, saying, Rejoice for me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. 
Just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. And he said, there was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Now many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into the far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in the country. And, and he began to be in need. So he went and he hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. When he was longing to be fed with the pigs, with the pods that the pigs ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger? I will arise and go with, to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your own hired servants. He arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father said to him and felt compassion, saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring quickly the best robe and put it on him and bring a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the fattened calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate for this, my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his older brother was in the field. And as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, your brother has come and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has received him back safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and and treated with him. But he answered his father, Look at these many years I have served you, and I never disobeyed your command. Yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came, who devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad. For this, your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. Today, we celebrate because of the forgiveness of our God. We celebrate because we've been given the greatest gift that we could ever be given, and that's Jesus Christ. The fact that Jesus Christ died for you. He took upon his shoulders the sins of us all. All of our sins. And today we praise and we celebrate. Today we will celebrate by taking this bread and taking this blood because we realize and we're reminded once again there is nothing greater that could ever be given to us than to be able to experience the forgiveness and the grace and the mercy of the eternal God. Today, if you don't know Jesus, he calls to you. He invites you to be his child, to accept him, to accept the gift that he gave when Jesus died on the cross for your sin. He was buried, and three days later, he rose again, conquering sin and death. He has the right to be called Savior. He has the right to be called Messiah. Jesus 
is the Messiah. He is God's son. And he is the perfect sacrifice that was paid on our behalf. One day, Jesus is coming. And the Bible tells us that it will be soon. Today, we celebrate and we participate until his coming again, Paul writes. And so we partake, and I invite you to do that with me now. As we participate and we take the bread, just as Jesus did with his disciples on that night before he was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it and he gave thanks. And he said, this is my body, which is for you. Eat in remembrance of me. In the same way, it says that Jesus took the cup after supper. And he said, this cup represents my blood, the new covenant. And today we drink of this cup, which represents the blood of our Savior. Not just the blood of bulls and goats that we read about in the Old Testament, but this is something more precious. The blood of the eternal God who left heaven and came to earth. God came here and he died for us. Jesus poured out his blood even though he died a sinless man. He did nothing wrong. Jesus took your place and he did it because he loved you. He did it so that you can have an eternal relationship with him so that we can praise him and thank him that we can celebrate to think, wait, I was a sheep that was lost, but now I'm found. I was a coin that couldn't be found anywhere. I was a son who was astray. I was lost. I was dead. But by drinking of this blood, we rejoice because we've been found and we're alive because of the blood of our Savior, Jesus. Would you pray with me? Lord, we are so grateful and thankful. Lord, we have gracious hearts today because the realization of what you have done for us, that reminder stirs within our hearts an overwhelming uh, feeling. It's an overwhelming emotion, Lord, for me to think that you love me that much. It's not that you loved me, it's that you love me. The continual love that you display, that even though while I was still a sinner, I was an enemy of yours, that Christ died for me. We know what love is because of what you've demonstrated to us. You are love, Lord. You've demonstrated your love towards us. Jesus Christ has displayed what that love looks like. The sacrifice. We can't pay that. We never could. Nor will we ever. But here we are today, presenting ourselves as a living sacrifice. 
And we pray that we are holy and acceptable to you. Because you are worthy. We pray to you, oh God, not in recklessness, but in pure faith. Believing that you hear us. Knowing that you are real. Thankful that you've given us all the blessings we have. But the greatest is that gift of salvation. As we've participated here in communion, Lord, we praise your name and we look forward to Jesus' return. And we pray that it will be soon. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Um, Paul, Dimitri, if you two would come forward for your announcements. We've got a couple of things to remind you of before we close today. Thank you. Uh, as you know, this is November, uh, the final month in giving towards the deacon baskets. Out on the, uh, I guess it would be called the visitor's desk out in the uh, foyer, uh, there is a list of needed items for those baskets. So if you could take a look at it and pray about it, and if you feel led to give, then it is greatly appreciated. Thank you. Good morning. Service was a definite blessing this morning. Um, we have a men's breakfast coming up um, on the 18th. This is our third one, I think, uh, starting at 9 a.m., and there is a sign-up sheet in the lobby, so look forward to seeing everyone out. couple of other announcements to remind you of. First of all, next Sunday is our annual business meeting. Celebrate, right? Yay! You've been looking forward to this all year. Um, don't forget the meal, lunch between the service and the business meeting. Good food. There's always lots and lots of good food. So plan on being with us next Sunday for the meal and the business meeting afterwards. The reports are on the table out in the lobby also, so you can take those and familiarize yourself with them ahead of time. And also, there's a table on the far corner of the lobby about um, Operation Christmas Child. Um, if you want to participate in putting together a Christmas present box for children for Operation Christmas Child. There's information back there. Some details also went out in our electronic bulletin, so you can look those up. Uh, I suppose I should introduce myself for those who don't know me. My name is Ray Hesketh. Um, I am also one of the deacons here at West Hill Baptist Church. Um, it has been my privilege to serve on that board for a number of years now. Um, I will be rolling off in December, but I still have the opportunity for the next couple of months to serve you in that capacity. And in closing our service today, um, Paul, in his letter to the Ephesians, um, wrote a prayer near the end of that book that I would like to pray over us today. So if you would stand and join me. I pray that God the Father may grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power in your inner being through his spirit 
and that Christ Jesus may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you, being rooted and firmly established in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the length and width, height and depth of God's love, and to know Christ's love that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And now to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. You are dismissed. Thank you.